T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Dr. TJ, and with me as always is Aaron. Hi. Talkative as can be, or over there, talkative as can be. Um, so today on the show, we are going to discuss uh, a topic that is affecting lots and lots of people. Um, we're going to talk about diabetes, but we're going to put a little bit of a twist on this. Today, we're going to talk about unexpected things that can trigger someone to get diabetes. Right. Well, I think that we all know that poor diet and inactivity are two common factors in the Western diet way of life. Yep. can lead to type 2 diabetes. And we're talking about type 2 diabetes here. Yes, type 2 diabetes. Yes, yes. I mean, diet, I mean, we eat poorly as a, as a nation of an, in, in general. We have terrible, terrible dietary habits, and we are extremely sedentary right. as a whole. Which and, is why diabetes, type 2 diabetes, is skyrocketing. Right. It's, I mean, it is... It's growing at an astronomical rate, yes. and the the economic impact we're going to get into that a little bit in a little bit um, is just astounding. What's going on here, and the the rising costs of of all of the the complications and and comorbidities or co co problems that you get along with diabetes. I mean, it's just insane what is being spent every single year. Um, on diabetes and and type two diabetes and diabetes treatments, but you know the the question that is that I'd like to throw out there is how many of you have actually thought of type two diabetes as actually an illness of our environment? Right. right. We we've talked on this show about environment. Environment. I think when we when the word environment is used, a lot of people just think of immediately they go to well that's you know the 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 Overall environment, something is good for the environment or bad for the environment. Basically, they're thinking the earth. Is it good for the earth or bad for the earth? But environment is way more than just that. Environment is the way you think, the way you eat, whether or not you exercise, how clean is your home, do you live in mold, you know, what kind of water do you drink? All of these things are your environment. And, you know, we've... We've talked about on this show the the number of chemicals that we're exposed to on a daily basis, and we've talked about how you know more every year more and more chemicals are approved um, for use in our land, air, and water. And we did we did one of those shows. We did it. Oh, it's been a while ago on uh, BPA or bisphenol A. And I mean, this is one that's in a lot of things. It's in canned goods. It's in plastics. 
Um, phthalates, which are plastic in plastics as well, help make plastics um, um, clear. Um, the, these things really affect your your metabolic function in a huge, huge way. They have massive impact on how your how your entire system works. They they disrupt endocrine function or there are hormones. And I mean, when we start thinking about hormones being out of balance and these things in our environment that are affecting them, and type 2 diabetes is a problem with a hormone, well, now we've just basically made the link between an environmental problem leading to diabetes development. I mean, that's just, that's just all, the, all there is to it. And, and I, I just spoke a second ago about cost. So, I mean, just, just with chemicals. So the Lancet in, in 2016, I believe it was, they talked about diseases. There was an article talking about diseases related to household chemicals cost the United States $340 billion annually. Now, $340 billion seems like a lot of money, and it is. I mean, it's a massive amount of money. In fact, it's like a little over 2% of our country's gross domestic product. Right, like two and a third. Yeah, that is a lot of money when you, you, know, when you think about that. I mean, the, the world's richest person doesn't have close to that amount of money. Right. I mean, you know, we're talking, what, $80, $90 billion for the world's richest person? And we're spending more than that, quadruple that on, on you know, diseases related to chemicals that have been approved. Right. For well, use. and I think that's you know that's important because um, you know to put in perspective, the economic burden of these types of endocrine disrupting chemicals is much higher in the U.S. compared to Europe, which spends about two hundred seventeen billion annually. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a thirty three percent. Decrease. Right. Well, and I think it's interesting, too, that, I mean, researchers say that it's due to a difference in the regulations here. Right. We are allowing this to happen, basically. Right. right. We're Yes, that's exactly right. We're allowing more and more chemicals to be approved because our practices for that are less stringent than in other countries. I mean, that's there's to me, there's something wrong with that. Why are we allowing these chemicals that we haven't studied? We haven't looked at them. We say, oh, no, it's in such a small amount that it can't possibly harm you. But what happens when people can't get rid of these things? If you can't detoxify these chemicals out of your system, they're just going to build up over and over and over again. You're just going to get higher, higher, higher and higher levels. We're going to create more and more problems. And we're seeing that as, as other problems creep up. We're starting to see the ties with our environment to these conditions. I mean, it's just insane and until we figure out and implement some sort of change it's just going to get worse and worse right i mean more chemicals are approved for our foods than you could even imagine i mean it's just crazy the amount of just just food this pesticides and antibiotics that are covering our foods is just crazy so you know a lot of people think type 2 diabetes, if someone gets type 2 diabetes, well, they had to have eaten poorly, they had to have not exercised, and it's just a, it's just a, a that's the reason that people get it. It's a, it's and it's a, a large reason. It is. It's, it's a huge reason, but they're- Not they're, the only reason. Right, exactly. There's, there's more to this. I mean, we're talking about the, the Federation of Diabetes, um, is, which is looking at global prevalence of diabetes, so all across the globe, that- 415 million people had diabetes in 2015. That's more people than live in the United States, right? 
and that's that's expected to rise to 642 million by 2040. So in 25 years, we're going to almost well, not quite double. We're going to increase it by 50 percent the number of cases of diabetes. Right. I mean, that's insane growth. And so, I mean, what that's basically telling me is the current plan, which is doctors tell someone that have that has type two diabetes here, take this medication, go home and eat better. Um, and exercise. Well, that's not working. Right. It hasn't worked. It's never going to work because that's too broad of a of a description. Right. Well, how many people have gotten? I mean, you know, anyone listening to this who has been diagnosed with diabetes, or you know, the vast majority of you will say, "Yeah, that's exactly what I was told." And um, I, but I am eating healthier. A lot of people are like, you know, I did change, but what does that even mean? I mean, right. It. You know, I, I, it's not just about, I mean, a lot of people uh, we, we've talked to have said, well, I no longer eat, you know, saturated fat. Like, why? Why did you stop that one? <laughs> that's not, I mean, that, you know, like that's not, or, you know, I don't eat candy anymore. Well, I mean, that's a better, you know, um, improvement, but it's not going, I mean, there's probably a lot of other, typically there is a lot more sugar in your diet that you had no idea. Stopping eating candy doesn't do anything if you don't stop eating fast food six times a a week. And, you know, when we're eating just junk, I mean, it's it's a problem. Yeah, and I mean, you're if eating you're, a lot of pasta and cereal, and you right. Know. And if you're if all you're doing is exchanging your processed chemical, you know, One laden food, yeah. with something that's something else that's quote a fresh vegetable that's covered in chemicals, you didn't really make any progress. Right. Which is why I mean, you know, and that's one of the reasons we're doing this is I can tell just by us speaking about it. I this is why people end up in a situation where they're like, okay, I don't know what to do. Right. Like, I, you're telling me I can't eat vegetables, I can't eat, you know, like, carbs or grains. I can't, I mean, what am I supposed to eat? And You're supposed to get all of your nutrients from the air. Just <laughs> breathe. But you just said that the air is contaminated. <laughs> oh, yes, that's right. So we've that's ruined right. that, too. That's right. <laughs> that's exactly right. So, I mean, what's interesting to me is that with this whole diabetes growth, the the scientists the researchers that are that are really interested in this they're the ones that are looking at the chemical these these chemicals in our environment they're looking at their role in the in diabetes development not only diabetes but obesity too i mean there there are several environmental studies or uh, studies out there that look at environmental exposures to different things and the prevalence of type 2 diabetes i mean they're they're coming up with this hypothesis called a developmental obesogen which is basically chemical exposures that increase the risk of of developing obesity because it alters how your brain fires its its um, the, the neural network, so how your brain communicates with itself, that regulates your feeding behavior. So now we're talking about chemicals affecting how much you eat. And I mean, this is, I mean, this is, I, I think that this is something that the food industry has actually known for quite some time. This is why, you know, your your food industry, they, they have people who are experts in this that know exactly how to balance the salt, sugar, and fat content to make a potato chip just delicious. Right. That's why they taste so stinking good. Right. <laughs> Doesn't mean that they're good for you, but they are delicious. Kudos to them for doing their job very well, but that's a big problem to us because we consume more and more of it. And, and we become trusting. addicted. Yeah. yeah. We become addicted to it. Right, exactly. And I mean, and the whole, you know, point of this is that basically 
you know, knowing all of this, the traditional risk factors for diabetes, like obesity, lack of physical activity, old age, and family history of diabetes cannot alone explain the rapidly increasing prevalence. That's right. We've been lazy for a generation or two. Right. And the the amount of laziness isn't increasing. Right. There's something else there. If if it were the amount of laziness, then it would be, we would see this, we would have seen this a long time ago. It would, all of a sudden, we'd just be like, boom, we have this increase. Now it's just, the rate is just going so exponential. It's there's something else going on. We have to look further. And as we dive into this show today, um, in the next couple segments, we're going to talk about some of those things and where they lead you and when where you can avoid some common pitfalls that may trigger type 2 diabetes in you so you can help prevent this stuff from actually occurring. Because that's the key is actual prevention, not wait until you get it. And then, at, you know, then it's too late. And now you're just trying to manage something. Um, so we got to take a break. We'll be right back um, and we'll get into some of these unexpected triggers of diabetes. You're listening to Wellness 101. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. And welcome back to the show, everyone. You're listening to Wellness 101. I'm Dr. TJ, and with me is Aaron. And today we are talking about... Unexpected diabetes triggers, and we kind of got on our soapbox on the first segment. Right. Well, um, so. and before you move on, because I know we're going to go through them, but I wanted to um, swing back to something you said at the end of the last segment, which oh, is that um, you know we want to prevent diabetes because once you have diabetes, it's too late and we're just managing it. Because that's not entirely true, is it? Well, no, but for modern medicine, it's absolutely true. Right, but I just want to, I mean, if you have diabetes, come and see us. Right. <laughs> we can do a lot more than manage it. We can actually reverse diabetes, and we've done it thousands of times. I mean, it's, right. it is doable, and I think a lot of people don't know that, and I just don't want them to hear this and think, um, oh, okay, well, we're just managing, because sure. that's a huge part of what we do in our clinic, because so many people have diabetes, and right. so many people and, have been told there's nothing you can do about it. And I'll let the cat out of the bag a little bit. You have to stop eating sugar. That is part of it. That's so, the big part. If that is um, If you're not willing you're, to do that, don't bother calling. Right. <laughs> just stay <laughs> that's at home. That's part of it. Because you and I are not going to get along. Um, right. And I will, and I know I've said this on the show many times, but 
one of the most difficult groups of patients are those who are diabetic and are so sick of feeling the way that they feel and living, you know, going through life the way that they are, but they will not change their diet. Nope. <laughs> I mean, it's just, you know, basically any other condition, it's easier to get them, you know, if there are dietary changes they need to make than a diabetic. I mean, it's just, yeah. um, we know that. So yep. just... If you, you know, if you're wanting a pill, just go see a normal medical doctor. If you and good act, luck with that. Right. If you want to actually get rid of it, come see us. But no, you might have to quit it's, eating sugar. There's a lot of work involved. Um, okay. So moving on to some unexpected diabetes triggers. There are several, um, and we've got a lot of information about each of them. We'll talk about these um kind of in-depth, but not too much because we want to make sure and get through um, more of this information than, um, you know, we want to make sure that we we list off several of these and we don't just get to like two and then we have to do another show on this. Right. I want to try to get this wrapped up in one. I mean, how much do you want to know about arsenic? Right, exactly. Arsenic is a, is a diabetic trigger. And what's funny is a lot of people don't even realize where arsenic is and where it can be found. Um, but Applesauce. Can it be an applesauce? It can be an applesauce. Wasn't that the whole big Dr. Oz thing? Yes, Like that he got in trouble for saying there's arsenic and applesauce. I should have um, ran that past you before I just threw it out Just throw it out there. Just throwing out Dr. Oz right on the show. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. He won't mind. Um, But yeah, that's that's right. Arsenic is is found in the seeds of apples, actually. So when they grind up a whole apple and the seeds are in there, well, you're going to get a little bit of arsenic. It's also in um, things like rice. Um, But... A lot of people don't realize that in 2017, they actually there was a study published in the American Journal of Physiology, and it said that arsenic contaminates the drinking water of 100 million people globally and is associated with insulin resistance and diabetes. They made that conclusion in the American Journal of Physiology. I love it when physiology and medical journals basically solidify exactly what we're trying to tell you. Arsenic can trigger diabetes, and we test for metals in our office and toxic metals and elements, and you'd be amazed at the number of people who have high levels of arsenic, and they're like, where, where did I get arsenic? Everyone just thinks that they get arsenic from somebody giving them arsenic like they were trying to be poisoned. Arsenic poison. Yeah, yeah, like arsenic poisoning. But you know, then we dive into it, and we figure out that they eat massive amounts of rice, or they eat right. lots of apples, or all these other places. Well, and there's, you know, I know that us... With our pediatrician, when we had taken, you know, our baby in uh, to see the pediatrician, they said, well, when you start feeding him food, um, we try to stay away from rice cereal because of the high arsenic content. Um, I I was blown away. Sidebar, though, I mean, we will not be feeding our baby (laughs) cereal. (laughs) No, that's true. This is true. Um, But. However, um, (laughs) at least they're moving in the right Right, direction. Exactly. Well, yeah, she did suggest in oat instead. Um, Which so. is just as bad. <laughs> well, not for a different reason. Yeah, a whole different thing. But, I mean, the, the, basically in that study, the scientists concluded that arsenic impairs the glucose tolerance, so your ability to handle um, blood sugar, because it alters the way that your pancreas secretes insulin. And that when that happens, when you change the way you secrete in, insulin, you basically change behaviors that affect metabolic function. You change behaviors that affect how you eat. You start affecting other hormones. Insulin is a huge player in all of these other hormones. And it's just, 
it's a huge, huge deal, and I'm glad to see that we're, we're scientists are starting to move in the right direction. Now, it's going to take practitioners another 40, 50 years to ever get there, um, unless you're listening to a functional medicine practitioner like ourselves who are out there finding this information to be able to pass that on to you. Um, but another place um, that we find arsenic is in rice. Um, it's it's in a lot, and rice is in a lot of things. It's used as an additive in a lot of things. All of you people out there that are that are eating gluten free and think that okay, well, I'm just you know not eating gra- grain uh, or uh, wheat, wheat, but yeah. we're replacing that with with brown rice. A or, lot of it is replaced with brown rice. I mean, mean, just know that. So if you've recently yes. gone um, gluten free, you really need to pay attention. Um, I mean, I for one am someone who. Um, I'm not sensitive to rice. You know, I'm sensitive to oat and I'm sensitive to, you know, and I have celiac. So um, it's something I really have to watch because anything that I want to eat that is a gluten-free version will generally have rice in it. Right. And so we just got to make sure that we're not consuming too much of that. So that's arsenic in a nutshell. Moving right along, another one, and we've done a show on this, is BPA or bisphenol A. So we'll hit on this quickly, um, but if you want to know even more about BPA, you can go back and listen to our entire episode where we talk about that in depth. Right. So basically the research that's out there that we pulled from the International Journal of Environmental Research and Public Health, um, they have human and lab studies that suggest that BPA exposure is linked to an increased risk of developing type 2 diabetes. It's there. They're basically explaining why it does it. It works on the cells of the pancreas. It impairs how we secrete uh, insulin and glucagon, which is another hormone that has to do with blood sugar regulation, um, which triggers our body to go into this insulin-resistant state. And that's what type 2 diabetes is. It starts with insulin resistance, and then it moves on into full-blown diabetes. You are insulin-resistant if you are diabetic, period. but BPA levels are the highest, get this, in formula-fed infants using polycarbonate bottles. So this is a big deal. Luckily, we talked about this on the BPA show. A lot of the bottles in this country, I think all of them in this country are BPA-free, but that's not necessarily the case around the world. And so this is a huge, huge deal that you you know pay attention to you know stuff for your infants, make sure everything is BPA-free. It should be but it doesn't mean that it always is. So pay attention to that. Another place for BPA are those um, thermal receipts. So when they print off that little receipt on that white piece of paper that shoots out and it's usually seven miles too long, um, that stuff, that thermal ink and stuff, that's all covered in BPA. Um, so that's going to be more important for like cashiers that are handling those receipts because, you know, if you're going and you're buying something, well, you're just one person buying, but if that cashier is handing hundreds of receipts to hundreds of customers every day, that's a much bigger exposure. So something to, to pay attention to. Um, next on the list is PCBs or polychlorinated biphenyls. Um, these are basically man-made organic chemicals that are in hundreds and hundreds of industrial and commercial applications. So they're all over the place. Now, we will say these chemicals were officially banned by the United States in 1979. The problem is we still see them around. It's no different than lead. They took lead out of out of uh, you know everything years and years ago. But if you go into a house that's a hundred years old that hasn't been painted, it's still going to have lead paint on the wall. 
You know, there still could be lead pipes. There still could be, you know, lead soldering holding copper pipes together in the house. There's still exposure to lead. Same thing here with the PCBs. These things are still out there because they had such vast um, use. Now, the research actually says that these PCBs stay in the body long, long periods of time after exposure because these PCBs actually get stuck in our fatty tissues. So they hang out in fat. And then if you don't lose that fat, it's you can't get rid of it. It's stuck with you. And there it is. And so we you have to deal with this. I mean, we're, we're seeing these, these things found because of pollution and things like that. They're actually starting to see these things in small organisms, things like fish. Um, and so we could actually be eating them in the fish that we're consuming if we're not consuming the right types of fish, you know, organic, wild-caught, sustainably grown, all of those keywords that you want with with different products, you definitely want to make sure that you're getting wild-caught fish and that you know is, you know, safe um, and, and, and healthy. Um, so, I mean, there's, there's a ton of information that we have on, on PCBs. I don't know that we really want to Go I think too, that pretty much covers too in depth on this. Right. I mean, we I re, I made some notes that that might be a little bit over everyone's head because it, there was a couple things on my notes that I actually had to go and look up because I didn't know the information. Um, but how do they end up on your notes? Um, well, I I found you know oh, in a research, research article I I made a little note. I was like, oh, like how are you writing hey. things that didn't make sense to you? Because I made I do that all the time. Then I go back and figure it <laughs> and out. You're just like, how was this brilliant? Was, uh, oh, this is how. This is how it was brilliant. <laughs> so I mean, there are a lot of there are a lot of people out there that are trying to find this information and that are looking you know scouring research articles to find it. And I just I'm excited that, that you know. You have scientists out there that are explaining the link between some of these toxins and these these problematic things to where you can tie this stuff back to issues that are going on in today's society. And we're linking them to things that are, you know, have been banned like this since 1979. And we're still seeing toxicity problems from it. Right. I mean, that's a that's a huge, huge deal. Um, another one that I want to talk about is. Uh, PAH, and this is polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons. Uh, these are chemicals that show up in their natural. They, they happen, but they are located in gasoline, crude oil, and coal, right? This, these things are produced when we burn um, gas, coal, oil, tobacco, garbage. Um, when we burn garbage, that stuff is, is produced. Um, they contaminate the air, um, like vehicle exhaust. So we're burning, you know, gasoline, right? Or diesel. Cigarette smoke. Cigarette smoke. Um, we're we're burning that stuff, and that contaminates the air. Um, you know, coal tar um, from you know people who have asphalt driveways. I love or, the smell of that. The uh, toxic smell of that. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. Why are you looking uh, at me like? Oh, that's that's. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. So sad. If, if, if ever she wanders off, we know that she's out sniffing coal tar. 
Golly. It makes me I, I'm sorry, six ladies flags. and gentlemen. The show it does smell like six flags <laughs> right? when they when they seal up that yeah, that think about that. Walking around smelling all that chemical all day long. Good memories. Yep. It's glorious. <laughs> On that note, um, I think we'll take a break and we'll come back and finish up the polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons. I'm I'm gonna have to go get a drink or something as I'm I'm distraught at Aaron's uh, love of the smell <laughs> of toxic fumes. It's terrible. But anyway, um, you're listening to Wellness 101. And we-, we get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to Wellness 101. Um, I'm Dr. TJ. With me is Aaron. And today we've been talking about unexpected diabetes triggers. And before the break, we were talking about PAH or polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons. And really, we're going to boil this down to the simplest thing. Where you get exposed to these things... We talked about the coal tar and the asphalt and the fuels and stuff. Cigarette smoke. Cigarette smoke. Where you are going to come into into contact with these things is grilling meats. PAHs are formed when you grill those meats and you create that charred um, outer edge on the meat. That's what is causing PAH. Those things are not, not good for you. One way that you can uh, avoid those is you can pre-cook your meat before you put it on the grill. You still get the same grilled flavor, um, but you decrease the risk of developing uh, or getting the PAH exposure. Um, it's just from cooking at super high temperatures. So there's that. So moving right along, phthalates is next. And phthalates, we did a show. Did we talk about, was phthalates its own show or was no, that just that part of a show? No, BPA. Oh yeah, BPA and phthalates. That's exactly right. So we've already talked about this one. We're not going to get into, um, you know, into major detail on phthalates. What phthalates do is they help the, um, they're in plastic and they help durability and flexibility and transparency of plastic. So if you have a piece of plastic and it's really flexible and really durable and really clear and see-through, you can guarantee that it's really full of phthalates for the most part. It's also in a lot of cosmetic problems. Oh, yes, cosmetics. I forgot about that. Well, it's because I don't really wear cosmetic products. Not as much, no. No. Maybe I should. I don't know. (laughs) Well, it's radio, so. It is radio. I have a face for radio. It's great. Um, But there are studies out there talking about development of of type 2 diabetes and exposure to phthalates. Um, Basically, in the the participants that that had type 2 diabetes— not only type 2 diabetes, they also had, these people also had cardiovascular disease and hypertension. Researchers found phthalates in 99.6% of, the, of those participants that had type 2 diabetes. Wow. So there's a huge link between phthalate exposure and development of type 2 diabetes. Right. I mean, EPA says that phthalates are in industrial and consumer products. Um, many of which pose potentially high exposure. That's from the EPA, right? So how do we avoid the exposure to this stuff in our daily lives? 
We make sure that your beauty products um, and skincare products are um, and household cleaning products. Yes, also are are natural. Um, you want to avoid um, consuming foods that have been stored in plastic or served in plastic. Um, don't cook. You know, yeah, definitely don't cook in plastic. In plastic. Um, and make sure that if you if, if for some reason you do have a plastic container, make sure it's DEP free. Um, that means it's phthalate free. Um, but you're also going to want BPA free as well. Um, but the best bet is just use glass. Right. Because, you know, what we explained on our BPA show that a lot of the things that um, they've used to replace BPA are still as, if not more, harmful than BPA itself. So right. just try to avoid cooking anything in plastic. It's once you get used to it, it's fine. I mean, I used to be someone who would cook, you know, I mean, microwave, like tons of stuff in plastic. And, um, you know, you just have to make the transition and just decide I'm not doing that at all anymore. Why are you laughing at me? I, 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 could, I, I could hear our listeners that are driving swerving out of the way that, that you admitted that you actually used to cook in plastic. Yeah. It's okay. Wow. We didn't know better. Some sometimes you just you learn, and right. when we do, we, when we learn better, we do better. Right. Exactly. Maya Angelou, <laughs> something like that. I don't know if that's exactly what she yeah. said, but you it's along those lines. You do the best with what you have, or something. Until and you when, know better. And when you know better, you do better. Yeah, that's right. Um, so that's on phthalates. Now I want to move into something that I, that's a little more interesting to me. Yeah, granted, the other stuff's interesting, but now we're we're going to talk about a couple of toxic metals, mercury. Um, Mercury can cause um, hyperglycemia because it alters pancreatic beta cell function. Hyperglycemia is high blood sugar. So they actually, there was a review article that was published in uh, the Environmental Research Journal. Um, They looked at 34 studies that basically measured the increased risk of type 2 diabetes and metabolic syndrome due to mercury exposure. Now, it's the relationship isn't really consistent across all studies, and it's never going to be. That's just the nature of scientific research. It's the way they look at things, the way they do things, are you know one little thing difference means a completely different outcome on what it is that they're they're trying to study. But the data suggests that there's an association between total mercury concentration and the incidence of diabetes. And I'll tell you, we test a lot of toxic metals in our office. And we see mercury in lots of individuals who have chronic health conditions, especially things like diabetes and heart disease. We just see it. It's there. We know that it's there. This is something clinically. I'm telling you clinically, this is what I see. It happens all the time. Um, well, so I think mercury is way more prevalent than most people know. Yes, I mean, it just, you know, I, I've talked about that on the show before. I, well, I don't have diabetes or any sort of heart issue, and I had extremely high levels of mercury right. and have no idea to this day where it came from. Right. So there are, you know, lots of places that mercury can come from. Um, it can come from amalgam fillings, and Aaron doesn't have any of those. Um, it can come from electrical switches, glass thermometers, fluorescent light bulbs. Fluorescent light bulbs can actually emit mercury. It's really, really interesting. Um, and then we have organic mercury that people are exposed to from eating um, fish that's that's high in that's high in mercury. Large fish that have mercury in it, things like swordfish, um, shark has high mercury levels. Um, mackerel, tuna, um, this yeah, stuff called some tuna. Some tuna. Yeah, 
The big tunas. Right. Big tuna. <laughs> big, big tuna. <laughs> That's an office reference for those of you out there who uh, don't watch, didn't watch The Office. Um, that was an office reference. Um, but anyway, so if you if you have high levels of mercury, it's imperative that you figure out some way to start helping yourself detox that out. A lot of times people have a really difficult time um, detoxing mercury. mercury. Um, a lot. I had a hard time saying it there. I wasn't going to um, say anything. But you know, you're likely going to need a functional medicine practitioner's help in trying to get the mercury out of your system because it's just hard to pull out. It likes to store in body in soft body tissues. But there are ways to do it. There are ways to do yeah, it. Yeah, we just, do it in our office all the time. Right, but doing it on your own is is a lot more difficult right. than and than, can take a really long time. Correct. Um, next on the list is cadmium. All right, so cadmium is also found out there all over the place. We see actually clinically, we see lots of cadmium in individuals who smoke. Smoking cigarettes almost guarantees that someone's cadmium level is going to come back high. Um, There are lots of other places that it can be. It's in our soil. It's in our water. Um, Plants have cadmium. There are different vegetables and and rice and things, potatoes. Um, But Mining operations are places where smelting plants and things like that are places where we're exposed to to cadmium and that can get into our food supply by infiltrating the water system. And so cadmium, there's, you know, EPA, FDA, they all have standards that regulate cadmium exposure. But if you're just getting cadmium through diet, it's not believed to cause any major health effects. However, if you're smoking, smokers are exposed to much higher levels levels of cadmium. I remember reading one time, it's like 0.4 picograms of cadmium per cigarette smoked. And that doesn't sound like a lot of, you know, 0.4 picograms, which is a tiny, tiny amount. But if you think about all the people that smoke a pack a day or two packs a day, that fills up quickly. I mean, that's just a lot of, 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 you know, cadmium exposure. Um, all right, we've got to take another break. Um, when we come back, we're going to talk about a couple of other uh, a couple of other places where you can get ex- uh, where there are unexpected uh, diabetes triggers, and then we're going to get into our final thoughts. You're listening to Wellness 101, and welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Dr. TJ, um, and with me is Aaron. And today we've been talking about unexpected diabetes triggers, and we've got a couple left before we get into our final thoughts. Um, so the first one up here is pesticides. Okay, so these pesticides, they're just chemicals that are used in agriculture. They spray on crops to get rid of pests. Um, you know, there's, there's research out there um, that suggests and, and talks about, you know, pathogenesis of diabetes being associated with the role or with the, uh, with the use of pesticides. And one of the journals that this, you can find this information is Environment International. Um, there's a study in there. They looked at 22 different studies and analyzed them all together, and they basically showed a positive association between increased pesticide exposure and diabetes prevalence. And so, I mean, this is this is why it's important to eat organic as as much as you possibly can. It's why we want to support organic farmers. Um, you know, we we change things by with our wallet. That's we vote with our wallet. That's how. That's what we do. Um, so if you choose to stop buying uh, pesticide-covered foods and things like that, they will stop making that stuff. They will stop using those practices. But it's not until we, you know, 
decide with our wallets that we want more healthier options that that this stuff is going to happen. We're not going to be able to legislate this in. Nobody's going to no that's it's going to have to be, you know, you choosing to eat organic every time that you go to the grocery store. And lastly is nickel. All right. So nickel is a metal that's found in jewelry. Um you'll find it in in all kinds of different things. It's just a it's a metal that gets combined in. We use it to make um batteries. Sometimes it's in ceramics. Um, but again, this is a jewelry. substance. Did you say jewelry? I did say jewelry. I think I opened with jewelry. Yeah. Erin was over there sleeping. She was she was dreaming of those <laughs> well, uh, Six Flags chemical smell days. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the so the International Journal of Epidemiology. Epidemiology is just a study of groups over time. Um, they're looking at nickel exposure with the prevalence of type two diabetes in adults in China, and I mean it's. It's pretty astronomical. There's, it's a basically the same thing. If you're exposed to this stuff, it messes with your pancreas and increases the rate of diabetes. I mean, it's it, your pancreas has just taken a beating from all of these different things, and it makes sense that it's the pancreas that's getting picked on, especially today when, since we're ca- talking about um, diabetes. But burning fossil fuels, this was, I found this statistic interesting, um, and that's what we'll close with nickel on. Burning fossil fuels releases 180,000 metric tons of nickel per year. It's the top cause of nickel contamination in our air, water, and ground. 180,000 metric tons. Whoa. I mean, this is, again, this is where we can support um, clean energy, local clean energy, and, you know, do everything that you can to to help turn this Um you know, solar energy, wind energy, it's difficult right now, but as more people use it and the technology gets better and advances, I think it's it'll it'll help in the long run. Um, whereas it's, you know, it's a little difficult right now, but the more we use it, the more we, 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 you know, turn to it, I think the better it will be and the better it will be for the, you know, the country and the, the planet in the long run. So we made it through, Aaron. Yes. So final thoughts. Do you have any final thoughts? No. <laughs> All right. So basically, for final thoughts for me, we basically (laughs) talked today about how scientists and research is starting to point to the idea that our traditional, what we what we thought of as traditional risk factors for diabetes being, you know, poor diet and inactivity is just, you know, not... Uh, the right way to be thinking about things. There's possibly other reasons why we're seeing this explosion of diabetes, especially when we talk about these things like we did today and our exposure to these things like arsenic and BPA and and PCBs and PAHs and phthalates, mercury, cadmium. Right. And well, and one of the reasons we really want to do this show is that with, you know, like we said, with diabetics having a very difficult time generally changing their diet, we still highly recommend changing your diet. Oh, you're going to have to. I mean, but at the same time, here are some other things that you can look at and, you know, that could also be contributing. Let's take care of those as well because, right. um, you know, let it's reversible. It's a reversible condition. Right. So I think that's what is frustrating is it, that so many people it, are suffering with it and they don't have to be. And sometimes people cringe at that. I mean, it's diabetes, type 2 diabetes is a chronic condition. Chronic conditions are preventable. 
100% preventable. And generally reversible. I mean, exactly. And what, uh, yeah. And what is hard for me to get my mind around is the fact that, you know, people are like, I don't want to change my diet. When I found out why the reason I felt horrible was celiac disease, I was over the moon. Because, okay, I can do that. All I have to do is change my diet. That that means it's all in your hands, which should be a good thing. Right. And that's the that's the that's the piece that I think a lot of people are missing is I, I'm we're, we're slowly getting there. But I think that people are have have been conditioned that their health is not in their hands and their health is not their choice and their health yep, is not their you decision. Diabetes. <laughs> yeah. It's like I walked down the street and I caught the diabetes. <laughs> I mean, what the world? I caught a heart attack. It doesn't work that way. No. You, you know, this Which stuff- is good and bad. I think some people hear that and be like, oh, well, that's, you know. There's no way that's true because you don't want to believe it. And there are other people that will say, hey, great news. Like I did when I found I had celiac disease. Great news. I can do something about it. Right. You didn't just catch the celiac. Nope, I did not. I mean, it's just uh, there There are so many things that we can do to improve our own health, improve our own well-being. And part of that is just knowing that there's something else out there, knowing that there's someone that can help, knowing that there's, you know, places like like us who, you know, we're out here giving this information away. We're trying to help the masses. Um, right. Because, and you're constantly teaching doctors to do this as well. We're trying to, right. you know, we're trying spread to spread the word. The word. And and so it's just one of those things where we're 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 doing the best that we can. So help us out out there, listeners. Refer friends. Say, hey, you should check out this podcast. Send them a link to the podcast. Because we all know people who have diabetes. Oh, my gosh. There are just way too many of them. Yeah. Everybody knows someone that has diabetes. Send this to them. Maybe they're not ready to hear it yet. But you know what? At some point, they're going to get sick enough that they're going to want some help. And hopefully, we can get to them before they're too late. Right. All right. That's the show for today. Um, thank you for listening. I really want to really want to thank you all for listening and supporting. Please send us your emails. Visit our website, theinstituteofnaturalhealth.com. Give us a call. Our phone number is 314-293-8123. Um, we, we love answering your questions. If you have any you know, comments, send them. We'll, we'll try to address any questions and comments and things like that on the air as best we can, especially if you have show topics. But that's all for today. For Aaron, I'm Dr. TJ. This has been Wellness 101. Thanks for listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. 
Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.